0: Hello and welcome to the Luke Miller Podcast. I'm glad that you're able to join me today. On this week's episode, we're taking a look at Malachi chapter 3, verses 6 through 12 as we continue our Exploring Malachi series. We're going to take a closer look, building off of last week, and what it means for God to not change, yet at the same time, what it means for us to rob God and what God challenges us when he says, return to me and I will return to you. There's a lot that's going on in this small little passage. I'm looking forward to this week. Let's grab our Bibles, turn to Malachi chapter 3 and dive in. Today we're looking at one of the most unique scriptures in the Bible. And it's one that God tells us to test him. God dares us to test him and and challenges us to test him. And we don't see that very often in Scripture, at all in Scripture, as as God says, test me. And and we're going to see that it's got a lot more deeper meaning for the people of Israel and in turn probably has a lot more meaning to us and a challenge for us today as we uh, go about our lives and and try and impact the community in a greater way with the, the gospel message. Now I'm one uh, who loves a challenge, uh, and if you, for those of you who enjoy movies, you may remember that there, uh, the movie, the trilogy, Back to the Future, and in Back to the Future, Marty McFly cannot turn down a challenge if someone calls him chicken, then he has to do whatever they were saying he couldn't do. And I don't want to say that I'm Marty McFly, McFly but I'm pretty close. And I can think of multiple times where uh, I have been challenged and, and I accept that challenge knowing that it'll either bring a lot more pain or potentially embarrassment. Uh, and there's times where, I mean, I am not a a great example is I'm not a, a tall guy by any means, but I remember when I was in fifth grade, someone told me that I was too small for high jump, and I said, challenge accepted. And I remember just doing everything that I could because I knew I had to be better than those who were much taller than me, and I had to train that much harder in order to be better. Um, And then there's the silly things. I I remember when we were in Israel, and my dad will appreciate this story if he is listening, uh, but we were at the top of uh, a mountain, or uh, halfway up the mountain of Mount Hermon, and there was a castle there, fittingly known as Nimrod's Castle. And there was several Stairs, And I mean, several sets of stairs uh, leading up to the top of this castle. And he said, you know, I don't think that you can hop on one foot all the way up that up the castle. And I said, well, what are you going to give me if I do? And he said a Coke. And I said, challenge accepted. And uh, yes, I can say that I to his own amusement and to everybody else's amusement and the tourists looking on as I was hopping up the stairs, uh I did it, and I won that Coke. And it was one of the best Cokes I've ever had because it was free and that I won it. Uh, However, the next day, I could barely walk on my right leg. (laughs) Uh, But nonetheless, I... I love a challenge and a lot of us love challenges and there's some of us who who shy away from it and say it's too hard I don't want to fail and it doesn't matter what boat we fit in today uh, the scripture that we're looking at is one where God is challenging us and because it is God challenging us and, and calling us to test him, we have to respond one way or another. Uh, if we know that, based on last week, that God does not change, his mission for us does not change, his calling for us in to, to be a part of, uh, partners with him on mission does not change, and his goal for us does not change, uh, then we have to respond when God makes statements like, test me, and he challenges us uh, with that. So, in our passage today uh, we 're looking at Malachi chapter chapter three again, uh, and we 're finishing it off as we take a look at verses eight through twelve, which says, "Will a mere mortal rob God yet you rob me, but you ask, "How are we robbing you in tithes and offerings?" God responds, "You are under a curse your whole nation because you are robbing me. Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house." Test me on this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will be not enough room to store it. I will prevent pests from devouring your crops and vines in your fields will not drop their fruit before it's ripe, says the Lord Almighty. And all the nations will call you blessed for yours will be a delightful land, says the Lord God Almighty. Now, here we have God uh, calling the people of Israel to test him, but he's also calling them out and saying, Hey, you're not bringing everything to me. And, and it's important to understand that. A lot of what we've talked about in Chapter Two and chapter three is dealt with authentic worship, and now it moves on to the offerings that they give in that authentic worship. so when God says, "Test me and bring your tithes and your offerings, we also have to understand that it is not just a monetary picture. this is not a podcast on how you should give ten percent and and uh, we'll get to the fact that in reality in the ancient Near East it was probably about over twenty percent, uh, when you when you work it out, but I won't uh, I won't get to that uh, yet. It is about. Us bringing our offerings to God, so the tithes were that monetary; those tithes, those offerings, uh, also fit into that category of those the sacrifices that had to be made, Uh, and and giving God a part of what had grown, giving God a part of the money that you had made, giving God everything. Now, God does not change; He does not need the money. That's not what it is about. It is being able to say, God. I trust you. This is a, a full trust issue in, in this challenge uh, with everything. And, and so as we take a look at this, as we jump in uh, to chapter 3, and this picture of, uh, of what God is, is telling the people of Israel, um, we see that Jesus uh, also does the same in Mark chapter 12. Uh, uh, kind of a reflection as he talks about uh, a parable. And so we're talking in both Testaments here today, and I'll just quickly... read it uh, in 41 to 44 of Mark chapter 12. It says, Jesus sat down opposite the place where the offerings were were put and watched the crowd putting their money into the temple treasury. Many rich people threw in large amounts, but but a poor widow came in and put in two small copper coins worth only a few cents. Calling his disciples to him, Jesus said, Truly I tell you, this poor widow has put more into the treasure than all the others. They gave, they all gave out of their wealth, but she gave out of her poverty. Put in everything and all that she had to live on. And, and so you can see that Jesus understands uh, the passage and understands the, the bringing the offerings to the temple of the Old Testament that Jesus spoke out of the Old Testament. Uh, and, and he knew when he was talking to the people in the synagogue that, that they were uh, rooted in the Old Testament. And, and so, so Jesus understands this as he says, this is a trust thing. It is not just giving out of what you have. It is giving everything and relying on it. So all she had to live on. And and that statement alone is one that I, I think is 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 worth examining just for a second. Uh, again, this isn't a podcast to say you know what you should be giving you know eighty percent of of what you have. What it is 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 Jesus daring us to rethink our religious ways. And when we read through the life of Jesus, we see that his biggest battles were with the religious establishment. Why? Because religion never leads anybody to a life that they're really looking for, and and probably a lot of us have tried. Uh, and and we know that this is true. The truth is that so many things that we often find ourselves doing um, in this thing we call church never gets us the life that we want. Um, and and it's because we're going through, um, going through simple motions. It's not saying I am trusting God with everything. It's saying saying I'm doing what least I have in order to, uh, you know, appease God. And and that's not what any of this is about. Again, this is a trust thing. This is a personal thing. This isn't a go through the, the motions thing. Um, and the life that Jesus points us to here is, and, and throughout his entire life is this upside down and inside out perspective on what it means to 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 follow God, um, and it it does again root itself back in Malachi chapter three, in in what that looks like as is he says, you're robbing me. God is saying, you're robbing me, and are you bringing everything? And he then says, you are under a curse, your whole nation, because you are robbing me. Bring the whole tithe to the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. Test me on this, says the Lord Almighty. Now, what happens next in this passage is directly related to Leviticus. And I know we all need a little bit of Leviticus in our lives, so we'll talk about that. But in Leviticus, we have the blessings and the curses. uh, And God lays out how the people of Israel should live. And in the curses, there are uh, several different things in which God will curse the people with. One of them is, if they don't follow him, there will be pests. Another is, their crops will die. Another is the the, uh, fields will not produce any product or, or fruit, uh, and the nations will turn against, uh, Israel. And here God says, if you test me, don't, you understand that I will open the floodgates. So all of those things that are seen as a negative will become a positive. Instead of a pest devouring the land, it says, I will prevent pests from devouring your crops and the vines of your field will not drop their fruit before it's ripe. Uh, and then all the nations will call you blessed for yours will be a delightful land. So it's it's countering all of the curses with The blessings that God has said, this is what will happen if you follow me. Um, And yet, the people of Israel are are looking at God and saying, I'm not sure we're ready to give you everything. And maybe that's easy for us uh, to say, come on, Israel, you just need to be better. But After a week where we talked about idols and we talked about uh, deities, both major and minor that creep into our lives and influence that creeps into our lives, yet God never changing, we can see that this is actually a more difficult task than what is happening. To give absolutely everything over to God and trust him. In every part. And in the Mark chapter 12 passage, we see that what the poor widow gave was out of poverty and everything that she had. So every area of her life had to rely on God. So I guess the challenge today is, yes, there is that monetary factor in it. Are you giving to God? Are you giving to the church? That is one small aspect of it. The other part is is saying, are you serving God? Are, are you serving him? Is your prayer life, are you giving it all? It, as you study God's word, are you giving it all? And, and it is a, a challenge for us to say in every part of our life, are we willing to trust God with absolutely everything? Um, everybody likes to do devotions at a different time, and maybe this is a good example. Um, and some people like to do their devotions uh, really early in the morning. For those of you who know me, I am not a morning person. Uh, and morning, if if you've ever seen me at an early morning meeting, you know that I am I am struggling, <laughs> and uh, and would rather have my head on the pillow still. But um, you know, people do their devotions at different times, and I tried to do devotions when I first woke up. I really tried. Uh, however. In that morning, I am just, you know, I found that there was moments where I'm just reading through the scripture in order to just get through the scripture in order to get a coffee and wake up or or get to the office. It was not the right time for me to do my devotions. I found once I came in, I, I settled in and I could just sit Uh, in quiet and be awake and just study God's word uh, a little later in the morning, I found that was the perfect time for me. For some people, morning is the perfect time. And those morning people, you know who you are. Uh, The people who are up at five in the morning and are just happy about it. I, I don't quite understand you, but but I get it. There are those morning people, and that is the time uh, for you. And you can sit out in the backyard with your Bible open and just talk with God. Um, but for those of us who aren't morning people, you find yourself just maybe trying to quickly go through devotions and quickly just read through the word because... You want to do devotions every day, and you're just reading through it so you can just get to the next thing. And and I think this is how we rob God. Um, and I just use ex- devotions as an example, but it can be anything. Is 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 God? A, is God and our time with God something that we are are carving out of our day, or is it foundational to our day? Is it something that we are trying to sneak in here or there oh I, I'll say a little prayer at my lunch break i'll 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 try and carve ten minutes out of my day to read the Bible. I know it's going to be busy, but that's what i'll I'll do uh at this certain time, or is it foundational that that my day is built around the rhythms which God calls us to? prayer and reading his word and in giving sacrificially and celebrating together and and sharing and, and breaking free of the strongholds in our life. All of those spiritual disciplines that we that that God is so much a part of are those foundational to our day and, and regular and then our day is built around that. Rather than if I've got time, then I'll talk to God. Or I will carve out time in my busy day for God. And and I think that's where we we find ourselves robbing God a little too often. And I am just as guilty as many. The days get busy and all of a sudden it's bedtime <laughs> and the next day starts. And, you know, weeks can go by and you it's very, very quickly do we find ourselves slipping. There was a lot of excitement when God made his covenant with Abram and this picture of him being blessed and him blessing other nations. Uh, there was a lot of excitement of of God uh, being the God of of the Israelites and, and that covenant relationship. But we see how quickly they slipped. And it started with a little thing and it got bigger and bigger and bigger. And, and it's very easy for us as well. And, and so... We see throughout scripture that people rob God in this way. You know, Moses goes up for the Ten Commandments and comes back and they've already built an, a, a golden calf. <laughs> uh, and, and we know how that worked out. Uh, and, and I mean, I'm just, there's multiple examples of it. Uh, even last week, we talked about God saying, destroy everything when you go into the promised land. And they destroyed almost everything. And almost everything was not enough. And that set them down that wrong path that led to that um very destructive life as a nation robbing god and and so so ca- as we kind of finish up here and we move on uh move on to chapter 4 the question of are we robbing god is really saying are we carving out time for god or are we building our life around god uh and that is in your serving, that is you in, from both being a disciple, from that evangelistic role, from that prayer life, from the devotion life, from that tithing life. Uh, and and let me just, let me say this too, is, is tithing is not an, an easy topic. And it's not, for many people, an easy thing to do. I remember thinking, if I'm supposed to give God a tenth of uh, and this was back when I was in college and, and, and I had taken out student loans And I was in debt and, and I had rationalized at some point That that if I'm supposed to tithe everything I have Yet I'm in debt Shouldn't God be giving me money at this point <laughs> If I'm in debt uh, and, and in the negative And it, it sounds silly when I say it But we'll do what we can to rationalize Cutting God out of our lives um and and at the same time we'll do what we can to rationalize not giving God and not trusting God with everything. Malachi chapter 3 is God saying, "Why do you rob me? Do you understand the rich blessings that can come from you fully trusting me with everything? From job, from money, to family, to your relationship with him. And so today's challenge is, and this week's challenge is to say, how much are you trusting God? Is there an area that you are robbing God? And it is okay to say, yes, there is an area as you examine your life. It's okay to say there is an area that you are robbing God, but what you do next is what counts, how you rectify it, how you change it, how you start to say, God is now foundational in my day not just a side note. And it can be from any area in your life, yet we have to examine it. God does not change, and yet yet he calls us to the same thing over and over and over. Return to me, and I will return to you. And it's easy for us to take this passage and say, well, if I give God 10%, then he's You know, he's going to give me 20% uh, compound interest over the next 10 years. That's not what it is saying. This isn't... uh, God is saying, understand the blessings that will come from you giving everything you have. If you want a glory-filled life, if you want a life um, uh, that is blessed, then you got to be willing to trust me that I've got you in the right place at the right time, and I've given you everything that you need in your life to be equipped to build my kingdom. I'm going to leave it at there today. I want to thank you for joining me as we've been going through this and taking a look at at what it means to rob God and what it means for God for us to test God. And my prayer this week is that you do just that, is that you test God and you start to trust him with things that you have not trusted him with before and trust him with everything, not just tiny little bits, but everything in your life as we see from the Mark chapter 12 passage. Thanks for joining me. I'm looking forward to chapter four as we start to wrap up our Exploring Malachi series. Uh, we'll talk to you next week. Thanks for joining us. Talk to you again. Thank you for joining us on the Luke Miller podcast, a part of Sunrise Digital Ministries at Sunrise Community Church in Fair Oaks, California. If you're wanting to know more about our digital ministries, you can download our app at the Google Play Store or the Apple Store, where you'll find Backshed Bible Study, Sunday Sermons, and the Luke Miller podcast. If you've got questions about who Jesus is or what it means to be a Christ follower, we would love to connect with you. And you can send us a note at www.sunrise.church/welcome and we'll get you connected. Thanks again for joining us. Take care.